Good morning. Good morning, sons and daughters of the Most High God. Hope you're well today. Hey, we're going to be talking about peace this morning. Talking about peace this morning. I want to invite you to take your Bible and turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels. The story of Jesus Christ told by four men. The good news of Jesus Christ told by four men. John chapter 14, verse 27. And we'll begin reading verse 25. It says, All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I did not give to you as the world gives, so do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. John chapter 14, do not let your hearts be troubled, do not be afraid. You know, you can bomb the world to pieces, but you can't bomb the world to peace. Let me say that again in German. You can bomb the world to pieces, but you can't bomb the world to peace. That's true of the world, it's true in your life. Okay, you, you can't can't bomb your world and think it's going to turn out all right. You can't, you can't throw bad at it. You can't throw negative at it all the time and think your world is going to turn out right. It just doesn't work that way. You know, we think in terms of peace and we think about it would be nice to have world peace. I think we would all love that. And as the world stands right now, there's a lot of unrest. And who's going to bomb who first? And who's going to have a peace treaty? And who's going to have a peace treaty and then... And then walk back on that peace treaty. A lot of that's going on right now. And there's not a thing that we can do this morning. Not a thing any of us can do this morning. To stop a country from bombing another country. None of us in this room have that power. That ability. But we do have the power and ability. And the right and responsibility. And the opportunity. To exercise a little more peace in our life. And quite possibly. To bring some peace into someone else's life. uh, That we hang out with on a regular basis. Now, for some of you, peace is a cup of coffee in the morning with nobody talking to you, right? Am I right? Right? For some of you, um, uh, you know, peace is being out on the lake in a boat, just you and the boat and the paddle, <coughs> maybe, with a, maybe with a rod and reel with no bait on it, you know what I'm saying, if you, if you understand that, right? Maybe for some of you, peace is walking through the woods, hiking for an hour or two. Why you would do that, I don't know. But for some of you, maybe that's peace, right? Maybe peace is being with, with 17 Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, at a, at a weekend camp out in the pouring rain. How'd that work out for you? It did not rain at all. Beautiful. Okay, so just checking. Were there any ticks? No, but there was no Some getting lost. But I see you're all here this morning, so it worked out fine. Glad you made it back. We missed you last month on your month-long Boy Scout experience, so welcome back. For some of you, you find peace in reading a good novel. For some of you find peace in reading the Bible. Jesus says right here, I'm giving you my peace. Look what he said. My peace I give you. My peace I give you. That's powerful. 
Has anyone that you know ever given you something that they owned and they gave it to you? They said, hey, this is mine. I want you to have it. Has that ever happened? Two people, the rest of you, have been left out. Sorry. <laughs> Surely in your life someone has had something here and they've handed it to you here and said, this is mine. I want you to have it here. And they've given it away. That's what Jesus is doing. He's saying, look, I've got peace here. I'd like to put it in your hands here. And so what is, what is the peace of Christ? What is the peace that Jesus brings? Well, I've got five points for you. And guess what? They spell the word what? Peace. peace. Y'all, are, y'all are so smart. <laughs> y'all catch on quickly, right? Peace. So the first thing that Jesus gives us in the way of peace, he said, this is my peace, and I'm, I'm giving it to you, is, is patience. Patience. The P in peace is patience. Patience with the process of life. Patience with the process of life. So you've got a five-year-old, right? If you've ever had a five-year-old, that's an interesting time, right? It's the best of times and it's the worst of times, right? They just, they just awesome, 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 and then they're not, right, for a brief moment, right? And then they're just amazing again, right? It requires great patience, but Jesus gives us patience with the process of life. Listen, life is going to unfold for all of us. Right? Life and death, joy, sadness, good times, bad times, poverty, wealth. All of that unfolds for us. Some of it we have something to do with, and some of it we have absolutely nothing to do with. There are things that are out of our control. Right? None of us can expect to go to a restaurant and have somebody walk in with a gun. Right? You, can't, you can't plan for that. You can't think through that in a day's time. Right? So life is going to come at all of us, and we must be patient with the process of life. Life unfolds for us the way we make it and the way others make it for us. And Jesus said, look, I'm giving you my, my patience. Life unfolded for Christ just like it did for us. He was a man uh, who was also God, <clears throat> but he was fully man, fully God. And he encountered some of the same things that we did. And Jesus is saying, look, I'm, I'm giving you my patience. I'm, I'm giving you my patience because you're going to need this when, when life comes at you. you you're going to need my patience. And we find Jesus being so patient with, with people who were hurting, with people who were in need, with people who were sinners. And, and the Bible says he hung out with sinners and prostitutes and tax collectors, the people that nobody liked to hang out with. And he was very patient with them. Now, he wasn't patient with religious people who who thought they were better than everybody. In fact, he, he confronts them on, on many times. They chase him down sometimes and try to pin him down to what he's saying, and, and he confronts that. But with people who are just going through life, he's very patient with them, and he's very tender with them. And so Jesus said, look, this is, this is my patience, Mary, and I'm giving it to you. And when you encounter someone like that that's hurting or needy or or trying to find their way, I'm giving you my patience with them. And I want you to exercise patience. That's what peace is. That's the first thing in, in the message this morning is peace is patience. The Bible says in Romans 8, 6, it says, The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is peace. Let me read that again. Romans 8, 6. The mind of sinful man is death. In other words, the sinful man is always thinking how to destroy something, how to bring something down, how to, how to hurt, how to, how to belittle. 
But the mind that's controlled by the Holy Spirit is one that is set on life and peace. So that's the kind of peace that Jesus has given us. He's given us this peace. It's patience. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose mind are steadfast on you. We are promised the peace of God as it comes into our life. So first is patience with the process of life. Secondly, the E in the word peace is evidence of his presence. We're given evidence of his presence. As a matter of fact, peace is a person, the person of Jesus Christ. Peace is a person. And we're given evidence of this peace uh, by his presence in our life. Jesus said, not only am I giving you my peace, I'm, I'm giving you who I am. So it's like you're walking around with this other person beside you all day long who is saying, be still, be at peace, be still, be at peace, Sue, it's okay, I've got this. If you just had somebody walking around with you all day long, no matter where you are, saying, it's going to be all right, it's going to be all right, I, I got this, I'll help you with this, Sue, I'm going to help you with this. How would you like that? How would you like me to follow you around all day long and just simply say, it's going to be okay? Anybody like that? Two people. Great. <laughs> what if you had that? What if you had your best friend following you around all day? What if it was your mother or your father, someone in your life that you just absolutely resonated with all the time, and they walked around with you all the time saying, look, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Jesus' peace is evidence of his presence in her life. You need to know that whatever you go through, if you're in Christ, he's with you there. Matter of fact, he's, he's already there. Before you get there, he's already there. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't have a calendar or watch. He, he transcends all of time. He, he doesn't even know what time is the way we know what time is. He transcends all of that. So tomorrow, he's already there. His, his presence is already there. And so Jesus said, look, I'm giving you evidence of my presence with you Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29 Jesus says take my yoke upon you and learn of me and you will find rest for your soul Jesus wants to give us rest he said look just join me you just need to know I'm with you my peace I give you Jesus wants to bless us with his peace in John chapter 16 verse 33 he says Here's my peace again. The peace comes through the presence of the Holy Spirit. It comes through the person of the Holy Spirit that comes from Jesus Christ himself. The third thing, the third thing that I think peace is, is assurance that there is a purpose for our life. Assurance that there is a purpose or a plan for your life. So you're newlywed, right? You've been married five years. You've been married three years. You've been married seven years. And you're still trying to figure this thing called marriage out. How do, how do we make this thing work? You need to know that, that peace is when God comes into your life and says, it's going to work out all right. Yeah, he still leaves his socks laying on the floor and it bothers you, right? But one day he'll learn to pick them up. Yeah, she still drives you crazy when she talks for 25 minutes and doesn't stop just once in the 25 minutes. Yes, but one day you'll figure that out. Peace says you will figure that out. Peace comes in and says, Look, this is, going to, this is going to be okay. He gives us the assurance that there's a purpose and plan in life. You're, you're with her. You're with him because God has a purpose or a plan in your life. And he, sometimes he brings that assurance to us and says, look, it's, it's going to work out. I know you don't get it, but it's going to work out. 
That's the peace that God gives us. He gives us the assurance that he has a purpose. Do you believe that God has a purpose for your life? If you do, if you do, if you really do, then you'll, you'll ask him what that purpose is. And if you know what it is, if he tells you, you'll, you'll try to do it the best you can. And, and you'll make yourself, you'll, you'll train yourself or educate yourself or some way enhance yourself, enhance those skills of what God's purpose is for your life. If it's to be a teacher, you'll take more courses on what it means to be a teacher. You'll read a book or a magazine article, something to say, I want to be the best teacher I can be. Peace is the assurance that God has a purpose and a plan for our life. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, God says, not to harm you, not to hurt you, but to prosper you and to bring good things into your life. That's God's plans for us. He doesn't sit around thinking, how can I hurt Jim today? Let's see. How did I hurt him last week? I've already used that one. I used that one last year. I used that in three years ago. Oh, I, I've got a new idea how to hurt Jim. God doesn't do that. That's not how God operates. God operates, how can, I, how can I bless Jim today? How can I help Jim today? Yes, God does discipline us for our, us for our own good, and that's a good thing. But hurting us and discipline is two different things. God comes in and says, I have a plan and a purpose for your life. And so Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. And the Greek, it's more apt to say, let the, for us, it would be interpreted, let the peace of Christ be the referee in your life. Let the peace of Christ be the referee in your life. Oh, you don't have to worry about that, Jim. He blows the whistle and says, that, that's not for you to worry about. That's not for you to worry about. Quit worrying about that. That's wrong for you to worry about that. Let the peace of Christ be the referee in your life and tell you what's worthy of being upset over and what's not worthy of being upset over. That's what his peace is. It's the assurance. It's the assurance that there's a purpose for our life. The C, the fourth point here, he gives us confidence that there is provision for the journey. He gives us confidence that there is provision for the journey. Matthew 6, 31 says, Do not worry what you will eat or drink or wear, for the Father knows that you need them. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything. And in 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. Confidence that there's provision for the journey. About 37 years ago, our, our daughter was born. We were in uh, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. We were helping to plant churches and helping to establish young churches. And we were Mission Service Corps volunteers. That is, we raised our, our support by asking other people to contribute on a monthly basis to our, our needs. And, and so they did very well. And so Angela was born, and she was born in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And um, after 36 hours of labor, as my wife will sometimes remind her, you ever done that, moms? You ever reminded your child how many hours of labor it was for you? You ever done that? You ever done that? You ought to. It's a good guilt trip. So, and so Angela came into the world. Of course, she was perfect. I told everybody she was perfect. And uh, so that night, I left to go home to clean up and rest. And 
Somewhere in the middle of the morning, David called and said, they're taking our baby away. I didn't know what that meant, but it didn't sound good. And uh, she was crying and mumbling to me. She said, something wrong with her. and You've got to get up here. And so I raced up there in time to see her. The sun still hadn't come up yet. And I could see her in what looked like a pet carrier. They were putting her in an ambulance. And that, that's as close as I could get to her. And they were driving her off uh, to a children's hospital there. And so they said she was lethargic and it, several other things they listed off, septic and all this. And they just listed off a whole thing. And so I immediately started crying like I'm apt to do and went home and prayed and cried and prayed and cried and crying at God. And, and so they started running all these tests on her. And for a week they ran tests on her. They had a little IV they put in her soft spot in her head with a Dixie cup taped to it so she couldn't pull it out. A Dixie cup. With the top cut out of it. Stuck on there. Crazy. And that was back in the day when you had to put on the full garb. And you could only see her 20 minutes. Uh, twice a day. It was just really strange. And so uh, at the end of the week. They said we can't find anything wrong with her. And I said well I told you guys she was perfect. To begin with y'all wouldn't listen to me. And so she came home. And then with her. Uh, two weeks later came this huge bill. This doctor's bill for like. $40,000, which back in the day was a lot of money, 37 years ago. The week's worth of test. And so they said, you need to call right away and make provisions to pay for this. I'm a, I'm a missionary. <laughs> I'm drawing support from people. I don't have that kind of money. But you know what? God always has a provision for us. And so I called and talked to them and I'll pay you $50 a month for the rest of my life and, you know, try to work out some kind of arrangement. That's not going to work. Try to work out some kind of arrangement. That's not going to work. And about a month into this process, we get a letter that says your, your bill has been paid in full. To this day, we don't know who paid the bill in full. But it was paid in full. Paid in full. You know, there's a provision for all of our journeys. Whatever journey you're on today, if it's marriage, there's provision. If it's parenting, there's provision. If it's starting a new job or a new venture, there's provision. If it's starting a new relationship with someone, there's provision. There, there is provision. God wants to provide for us. He says, don't worry about what you're going to eat or wear or drink. What kind of car you're going to drive kind of house you're going to live in. Don't worry about those things. There's provision for you. And so his peace, when he gives us his peace, is to assure us that there's provision for the journey. Cast all of your cares on him, for he cares for you. And then lastly, there is endurance that is born out of a promise. Endurance that is born out of a promise. Jesus gives us his endurance. Remember, he says, my peace I'm giving you. He gives us his endurance. Jesus' endurance went all the way to the cross where he died for all of our sins. He hung on the cross and took all the sins of all the world, all the sin, sickness, poverty, death, disease, all of that he took into himself when he died on the cross. He endured it. The Bible says he endured the shame because he knew what was what the promise was, that once he endured all that, the promise was to 
be back with his father for all eternity. And so he gives us his endurance. If he can endure the cross, he says, look, I'm giving you that same endurance to endure what you're having to go through. Endurance that is born out of a promise. God has given all of you a promise in life, in marriage and parenting and work and life and whatever it is. He's given you a promise. You may have to seek it out. You may have to ask what the promise is in the midst of what I'm going through. God, what is the promise in the midst of what I'm dealing with today? But there is a promise. And so Jesus says, look, I'm giving you my endurance so that you can endure this, so you can persevere and work through it and get to the other side of this because there's a promise waiting for you. There's always a promise. There's always provision in any problem that we have. God wants to reveal it to us. It says in Galatians 6, 9, it says, Don't become weary in doing good, for in due time you will reap if you don't give up. Hebrews 12, 1, Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, the last verse says, I am with you always. In Isaiah 43, verse 2, it says, Though the water overwhelm you, and though the rivers rise, and though the fire comes against you, I will always be with you, Jesus says. Endurance that is born out of a promise. God has promised to always be with us, to never leave us, to never forsake us, to always provide for us if we just listen to what he has to give to us. Amen? Amen. So Christ gives his peace. May the peace of Christ be with you today. May the peace of Christ be in you today. And, this is important, may the peace of Christ come through you today to someone who needs peace in their life. All of us know someone who needs a phone call or a text or a letter or an email or something today or a visit that needs peace in their life. We all know somebody. So you go be the peace of Christ to them. You step into their life and be the peace that they need for whatever it is they're going through. And watch how God works in your life. And watch how God works in their life. So may the peace of Christ be with you. May the peace of Christ be in you. And may the peace of Christ work its way out of you to other people that you know of. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. I thank you for the peace of Christ. Father, may we experience this morning your patience, your presence, the assurance that we have that you have a plan for our life. May we experience confidence that there is provision for our journey and that you've given us the endurance that we need that's born out of a promise that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Father, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for this peace. May we experience it this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.